0: Welcome to another episode of My Loops Are Up Here. Today, we have Dr. Jessica Cohen with us. She is an orthodontist in the Chicagoland suburbs. Welcome, Jessica.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you.
0: How are you? um, Right now, we are recording in the comfort of our own homes during the whole COVID crisis. Um, So how are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling good. I'm excited to be here. I love that you're doing this. I think you're going to have some awesome topics of discussion. Um, I'm doing well. Hanging in. Virtu- virtually send in hugs.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Same here. I think that that's been the biggest transition is like not actually being able to, I don't know, hug somebody else, you know?
1: For sure. For sure.
0: Um, so the reason I brought Jessica on was she, like ourselves or like myself, you know, we chose to, you know, start a business relatively recently. Jessica, how long have you been open now?
1: We opened November 11th of 2019. So November, December, January, February, March, oh, almost at the six-month mark.
0: Yeah. And how are you feeling being a newer practice? Um, I guess first let's start with what inspired you. Why did you start your own business?
1: Sure. Um, well, I've been practicing orthodontist in the city for – just over eight years now, almost nine, actually. Um, and I have a father that's a dentist in Cleveland, Ohio. And he has multiple locations. And for as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a dentist. I have three daughters. And as my daughters got older and older, I started to realize I wanted a practice that was in the same community that I lived in. And I wanted to do something to really inspire my girls. I wanted to do something that they would be proud of. And be like, hey, my mom did this, and and you know, really, really have someone to look up to. Whether they decide to be dentist, orthodontist, artist, whatever they decide, just do something that they're proud of. Um,
0: and when you started your own business, um, I guess as a specialist, how did you roll out in terms of your team, and what were kind of the initial steps you took to get going?
1: Um, So I have kept my city job. I'm still there. Uh, When I decided to open, um, I said I wanted to practice. I looked around for a good space for about a year almost. It took me to find the right space. I knew I wanted something that was a little bit smaller, boutique-ish. I wanted something that was a good storefront so that you could see it right from the street that was in the city of Downtown Highland Park so that everyone um, in the community could come and just be a fun place for everyone to hang out. Um, and after, you know, about that year of looking, I finally found the right spot. Actually, I found it with my dad. We were just driving around the park one day and there was a for rent sign that was up outside of an old photography studio. It was right on the corner of Laurel and St. John. And there was an awesome stoplight right there. There was a great little bakery on the side and train track across the street and ample parking. So I'm like, this is the spot. And then we decided to do a build-out. Then they found asbestos. So then we had to do a full abatement. Uh, so that set us back a bit. All in the meantime, I'm still keeping up my city job. And, you know, I feel very connected to the people in Hyde Park where I practice in the city. Um, so that's kind of was a big reason that kept me going. And I also had recently built a home. So I loved the whole build-out process and I'm into all that stuff. And it was just fun to to design my own space. Um, and then bringing back to the team that I had, I had had an assistant that I had worked with when I first started in my city job and I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, Kels, I'm opening a practice. I don't know where you're at in your life, but I'd love to, I'd love to bring you on our team. And she's been my practice manager. She's been my assistant, kind of my go-to everything for now. As we grow, we were in the process of actually taking on, um, another team member, but you know, we'll, we'll see what follows as times change.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I, I was exactly, actually, I was just about, I was in the hiring process actually of somebody right before COVID happened. And because I'm also, I mean, when you're so new, you are in that growth phase, you know, and right. uh, you know, obviously through like a different rev, a wrench into everything. Right. Um, when you had your, uh, when you decided to open, You know, you have a very positive, uh, you know, mission, and I feel like your decor and everything from what I've seen really just, you know, portrays that. What, I guess, how did you think about, you know, what you wanted your practice to represent?
1: Well, you know, I'm the braces mom. The idea of the practice is that I would treat your kids the way I would treat my kids. Um, I love orthodontics. I was an orthodontist before I was a mom, but when I think about who I am, I'm a wife, right? I love my husband. Um, I'm an orthodontist and I'm a mom and I wanted to blend those three things into the practice. Actually, before we opened, we did a whole, we were part of the Fourth of July parade and did this whole trolley where all the kids could come and celebrate and get excited and and I just have continued that. I think that the biggest the biggest thing for me is that I really want to make this about community. I'm so grateful that I do have a space in Highland Park and I have three daughters that are growing up here and I just want to make it fun for them. I really, that's been, it's been, it's been my inspiration. It's just to be a strong female figure to make my family proud.
0: You know, you, you brought up obviously family a lot. What is, what, during your, we'll start with your build out of when We can kind of get into when you were practicing. What was your biggest challenging, challenges, um, you know, balancing obviously the chaos of you know, you opening with asbestos and all of that, and your city job and opening up this practice, you know, doing the build out here and managing being a mom.
1: You know, I think that it was so exciting. Every time the girls would come with me to see, you know, we had to be careful because it, it was a construction site. So, certain times they couldn't come. I mean, I would bring them to meetings. I, I used Apex, uh, they were fantastic. I had a really successful build out process with them. They really Help streamline everything. I loved, um, everyone on the team. Um, the girls, it, it was, they made it more exciting. I mean, they, every time they came and there was something new or they just, they got excited with me. I mean, we did the whole tear down and we all hammered the wall and, and it was, it was all really great. I mean, I guess struggle. I mean, the asbestos was a bummer. We had an issue with our bathroom. I mean, the design layout was tricky. Initially, they wanted me to have two restrooms and was going to eat up some of the space. I had a signage issue. I had to present um, to the board of Highland Park because I was on a corner. I wanted to have a third awning, and they didn't want me to, so I had to go um, to the city of Highland Park and present why I could do that. But, I mean, I don't know. I really enjoyed the process. I think even the obstacles make me more grateful that I got to the point that I'm at. It's It made me realize, you know, like, things you work the hardest for sometimes – find the most gratitude in. It's been, it's, it was great. I mean, even from the start of the 4th of July parade, when all these kids got involved to the day we opened our doors on November 11th, we had a whole ceremony where all the kids came for the ribbon cutting and my girls brought their friends and my friends came out. I don't know. I've been really lucky. I've had a great support system. And I think that any struggles that I might've had weren't really struggles. They just, just made me more, more appreciative that this so far has been a success.
0: Have you been doing a lot of your work, like, after uh, the girls go to bed? Uh, is that usually when you do a lot of your, um, you know, not only business admin, but when you were initially kind of making the plans for opening up? Or are you, have you been able to kind of do all of that during the day?
1: So the advantage of having the city job is that it's part-time. So I teach at Midwestern on Wednesdays, and Thursdays I'm in the city, and Mondays I'm in the city. So I still have Tuesdays and Fridays. And my youngest, who's going to be four, actually is in half-day school. So I would do a lot of the stuff when all my kids were in school. Um, I definitely did a couple things after hours for sure. I don't know. I tried to, once the girls go to bed, to hang with my husband. I don't know. I feel like it's such a crucial part of success is having him in your corner. Um, Granted, I tell him all the time that I did this all by myself. (laughs) But he's he's always been (laughs) – He's, he's always – he has really supported me through and through this entire thing, so I've tried really hard to manage my time to do it um, in the mornings when the girls are at school. And, you know, my my two – my middle and my oldest are away until, like, three or four, so that gave me the luxury of taking advantage of um, those hours when they were away. I try my best to not work a ton at night.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing that you've found the way to – kind of separate work from home because I think that is such a huge struggle as you're starting to build as, you know, because you're excited, you know, you want to get all your ducks in a row every day and you want everything there and be ready to go. And it's so easy to get everything, you know, get your work and home life to blend and having that separation is probably such a, been such an important factor. Like you were talking about. It's, it's,
1: it's, it is, you know what my, my dad's dad is and my mom runs his practice. So growing up, all I ever heard was dental talk. I mean, patients, office issues, staffing issues, employee issues, all I ever heard was about the dental office. So I think maybe I've made a subconscious effort to kind of leave it at the office. I mean, we all have days, right, where we come home and I'm like, oh my gosh, and in my city practice, X, Y, and Z happen. And, you know, I go to bed worrying about a patient or a conflict. Maybe there was with a staff member or whatnot. Um, but as far as the build out goes, it really, it was great. I mean, it was great.
0: That's amazing. You've had such a positive experience cause it can definitely, and it's good to hear that because I feel that a lot of the times we hear, um, you know, we hear a lot of negativity, like this went wrong, that went wrong. And it's so great that you have such a positive outlook and you've had a positive experience. And I think that's yeah. probably goes hand in hand. And what are some things that you have done personally? You know, self-care is so important, obviously, in all of this, that has allowed you to stay as positive as you are. Because every time, you know, we talk or anything, there's just such a, you're always smiling, there's a positive. I mean, even just a little background to our listeners, Jessica actually went to dental school. She was two years above me in school. Um, But even since then, like eight, nine years, (laughs) 11 years ago, I feel like what I remember is that you're always smiling. So, you know, stay that way, I guess, like continue to stay positive.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, I know. It's crazy to think how long we really have known each other, right? Back to the Ohio days. Um, I don't know. My dad always told me, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. And I just have a lot of positive people in my life. My husband's awesome. My kids are awesome. I think recently we just invested in a Peloton, which has been awesome. I'm not an exercise person. I hate biking. I hate running. I do the I do like yoga stuff. But it's been awesome. You get this like high when you're done with the class. Um, You're ready to start the day. I like to do it in the morning if I can. I don't know. I just really, I think everything comes back to my family. It's just, I really think that I want my girls to see me happy so that they're happy. I want them to see me fall and know that I can get back up. I want them to know it's okay to make mistakes. I want them to know that you learn from your mistakes and do it with a smile. You know what I mean? Like you have your health. As long as you have your health, you really don't need anything else. You know, you'll find a way to get the rest done. Um, I just, every morning with the girls at breakfast, we sit down and we say two things that we're each grateful for. And usually it's the same thing every day. And it's my sister and my mom, whatever. But like, but it's, you know, I think it's, I'm trying to teach them the perspective on life. Like there are so many people that are in different situations than us. Like we went to an awesome dental school. We both have the opportunity to start our own practice and it's, it's just trying, trying to enjoy each day because we have another.
0: Yeah, that's great. And then is that? Do you feel like you've really carried all of that? You know, speaking of falling, and obviously, you know, you and I are talking, you know, through Zoom in, you know, in the comfort of our homes. Um, have you found that maintaining those, you know, the, those little morning huddles, if you will, with your family, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as we do in our office, um, has helped you stay positive through obvious us being shut down and
1: For sure. For sure. I mean, listen, you have to go through peaks and lows, right? The valleys and the mountains. You have to go through it all to know how lucky you are. I mean, I definitely have had my days where no one is listening. And I mean, even just now I was working with my Scarlett, my oldest, with her reading and we're just battling and we're fighting. And I'm like, you know what? Let's take five. Like you go play for a little bit. And, and it's, it's, yeah, it's,
0: Personally, what, I guess, personally, what has been the hardest part of, you know, being at home? And then after that, you can answer how professionally it's kind of affected you.
1: The hardest thing of being at home is really managing homeschooling, managing the, ch- the kids with professional obligations. Um, I think that for me, with the three girls, I can't give each child enough attention. That's my biggest problem at home, that I want to help my oldest, my almost eight-year-old, seven-year-old with her reading and her math. But then my six-year-old also needs my attention. And then my three-year-old baby wants to be doing homework, but can't do homework and doesn't get stuff. So I think just managing my time amongst them and then also, you know, managing patients and making sure that I'm doing my virtual appointments with patients and, you know, checkups and things like that. Um, So I think that's when the hardest at home and not to mention keeping the house clean, making dinners and whatnot. Um, as far as professionally, the hardest with COVID, I think I just I miss seeing the patients. I miss the interaction. I have patients that are in brackets and wires that I'm definitely a lot more concerned about than patients in clear liners. Um, my practice, I'm not so worried about it because I can manage it myself. In my city practice, because it's a group practice, it is not being managed the way my personal prior practice is. So it's been a little worrisome to me. Um, just to make sure that there is nothing that is getting out of control. I mean, a lot of my patients reach out to me directly. I think I've been trying really, really hard to have direct personal contact, contact with all my patients, um, just to reassure them that it's going to be okay. And we're going to all get through this together. Um, but you know, really at the end of the day, we are all on this together. And for most people, not everyone, cause I've had a couple that I'm sure you have too. Don't get that. But, um, this, the ones that have been a struggle balance out the ones that are really just grateful that I'm reaching out to them personally and, and realize that we are in this together.
0: You know, it's interesting because everyone before all of this, like I had always been somebody that honestly, my patients have always had my cell phone number. Like if I call them after hours, like they have access to it. Sometimes they text me. It, it never really bothered me. And I think even more so now it's like, Sure. You know, uh, you know the boundaries are kind of blurred at this point. Have you been comfortable, I guess, having patients have that direct access to your, I don't know if you have it your personal cell or whatnot, but you, you've been somebody that you've talked about in the beginning of this, like you like to separate work from home. So are you concerned that as we kind of roll back into things that those lines will continue to be blurred?
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, you know what? My private practice, a lot of, some of them are my friends' kids, some of them are my friends'. They definitely can reach out to me um my practice manager kelsey has been managing a majority of it so they usually go to her first she does most of the comfort calls i do you know certain comfort calls that i check on as far as the city practice goes they almost all have my email um, and they can reach out but no i'm not worried i mean listen i've had patients text me at like midnight i'm not going to respond i had a patient text me with an emergency on passover and I was with the kids and then my whole family. And I'm like, listen, you know, it's Passover. Can we do this tomorrow? They've all been really respectful. Um, I mean, sure, I guess you probably get those one or two. But the good thing about a cell phone is that you can turn it off, right? <laughs> so, so, and you know what? I think the patients, they know for the most part. I think that a lot of them try to email first. Um, the lines definitely might get blurred. I, I mean, I could see that. I could definitely see that happening for some people.
0: How do you feel like as we kind of, you know, like we all, you know, I were talking about before the call, before we started this, like who knows when we'll really get started, but how do you, or feel he's back to normal? Um, let's say it's May 1st, you know, that's just around the corner. How have you been handling the potential transition back into it? And what are your main concerns? I guess, like, are you going to be handling patient care a little differently, or you're hoping that your city practice will handle patient care a little differently? You know, especially as an orthodontist, like, you know, everyone's in an open bay. Even for me, with two hygiene, you know, I'm usually double booked in the front. I mean, we're just going to, I think we're going to have to take uh, a different approach. What are you kind of intending to do to roll out, roll back? Yes, there's definitely
1: a lot of concerns. I'm intending to open on May 1st. Um, I am as now as a new startup. I have the opportunity to do one patient at a time, so I'm having all parents, siblings, um, everyone wait in the car except for the patient. The patient then comes to the door. We've been taking temperatures, and then we have them do a hydrogen peroxide rinse. Um, and as long as they answer the COVID question saying that you know we have a, it's a I'm sure you have it too, mm-hmm. uh, a sheet that they have to answer. Um, then we're having them come in. As far as partitions, I don't know if I'm going to put this up yet, and I'm not sure on the air filter situation. Um, you know, one of the luxuries that I do have with Lee selling the PPE is that um, usually all the necessary PPP it can be tested, and I know what works and what doesn't work. I don't know that the air purifiers yet have been proven to actually make that big of a difference. Um, that being said... I don't know that I'm against not purchasing it because even if it makes a little difference then it's worth it. Um, We have one room that is closed in and we might be more inclined to use that room over the other rooms just because it is a private area. Um, I am a little concerned with new starts, to be honest. I think with the way the economy is, braces is not going to be one of the first things that parents are going to want to provide for their kids or financially could maybe provide for them. Um, that being said, we may have some discounted prices for scheduling over a virtual consult. If I you know, Let's say I did a virtual consult with a new patient and they signed up you know, today, maybe they would have a discounted fee. Um, I think my biggest really concern is, is the new starts.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think right now, I mean, even for me, like, you know, as a general dentist, you know, people are going to want, I think, and honestly, even now, people are itching to come in. I think because they're so antsy to get started, I think we're gonna have to really do our part to make sure that we're, you know treating, you know, obviously we want to get back get things back rolling to normal as quickly as possible because we we miss we miss practicing, we miss the normalcy, we miss the hustle of it all. But I think we need to respect the fact that we don't wanna be part of that problem. You know, part of, of course the, the flattening of the curve, if you will. And it's you know, doing our part to make sure we are seeing those patients one at a time, not double, triple booking, because the load is really going to be, I think at least on the general side, it's going to be um, pretty high just because everyone's so antsy to kind of get in. And I feel that that's been the biggest kind of concern. It's like, and I'm sure, I mean, with you guys as well, if you have retain, you, know, you have aligner checks, you have, um, you know, these appointments with the brackets that, you know, brackets and wire wire change appointments are change appointments that you just haven't been able to manage,
1: you know? Current patients, I think we're definitely going to have to strategize, um, the most important versus, you know, less important ones. Um, I think that a lot of observations and new starts really want to wait until the schools open back. Um, at least has been some of the feedback I've gotten from some of the parents that if they can hold off for a little bit longer, they're com- more comfortable with that. Um, but I think you're right, we have to be strategic about how we are gonna be seeing our current patients.
0: Um, What are some little tidbits that you would give, I don't know, some of our listeners, other female business owners about, you know, like we talked about a lot about staying positive not only during the situation now, but just in general as we're getting our lives back to normal. um, What are some things that have worked for you in the past um, to continue to stay positive and present, and, you know, manage home and work life? I know it's a loaded question. I asked you a few different things, but...
1: Yeah, I think it's honestly just finding gratitude. I think it's just finding gratitude and being present and self-awareness. I don't know if you've heard of the book, Emotional Intelligence, and just being aware of, of what your goals are and what you want for your life. You know, I was... I just, I've always tried to be very self-aware and I just try to be grateful. You know, I, I, I was an orthodontist before I was, I was a dentist and I was a wife and I was an orthodontist and I'm a mom and just being appreciative that I made it to this point. Um, And if you want a business, I mean, you got to do it now. I, the biggest, the reason I really, like one of the things that really motivated me is that I am turning 40 this year. And I didn't want to be 50 years old and say, I wish I would have done that. You know, like, listen, I might fail. I told you, I, I told you I didn't get the PPP. I was like so bummed. Like I, I went and told my husband and I'm like, how did this happen? I don't understand. I filled out the paperwork the second it was up. Um, but I mean, it's it'll work out. I don't know. I just think that it will. And I think that, I think that you got to go for it. Cause you don't want to not go forward and wish you did 10 years later, you know, we're not getting any younger.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's why I did it. You know, I mean, I was, you know, there had, I had always had the intention of being some sort of partnership or having some sort of ownership. And, you know, the, and everything just eventually fell into place. And I, you know, I really attribute honestly, a lot of my motivation. Yes. It's self-motivated, but my husband really pushed me. He says, you never want to regret it. You know, you never want to say you weren't able to do it if it was something that you wanted to do, and that would, that's what it comes down to. Not everybody wants to own their own business,
1: right? Exactly. If you,
0: if you do and have that desire, it's it really is. It comes with its stresses. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Um, you know, and managing team, and managing home, and managing you know, uh, you know, home life, and all of that, but. It's very rewarding, and it can be. You've always been a go-getter, though, from the second <laughs> we knew you. I mean, come on.
1: you. It's like your personality. Yeah.
0: I mean, same. I'm so excited that you were able to, you know, open your own, and you, find, you found that time where, you know, like you said, your kids, yes, you're managing them now, but they really are at a place where you are able to be with them when they're home, and then they are in school, so you can have that time know, 100% when I you can, you know, really tap into your professional self
1: for sure. When I first was about to graduate residency, I almost bought a practice and my father-in-law sat me down and he said, don't do this. You don't need to have a business. You don't need to work. And at the time I was like, okay, maybe he's right. You know? And I, and I'm so grateful that he said that at the time I was like, come on, like, is he really saying this to me? But like, and now, when I look back, I'm so grateful because it wasn't the right time. When I was pregnant with my third daughter, and it really the timing was off. And I, I remember when I decided to do this build out, I said to Lee, "I'm like, what's your dad gonna say?" and And he's like, "He just doesn't want you to have stress in your life. That's all it is. It's you know, it's not that he doesn't want you to do it. He's like, but I think you should go for it now. I think the timing's different, and and I think you're right. I think that it's just been good timing for me.
0: That's fantastic." Um, thank you so much, Jessica. I really appreciate your time. I know you're managing a lot right now, not only with your business, uh, but also with your kids. So I really appreciate you taking the time away from you know, teaching and homeschooling, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, everyone, uh, Jessica has a practice. You want to tell everyone a little bit about your practice? And about sure.
1: So our practice is in Highland Park. Um, it's in downtown Highland Park, which is a North Shore suburb. Uh, we do adults, we do kids, we do clear liner therapy. I use the Damon system, uh, which is a passive self-ligating system that tends to deliver a little bit lighter forces, move things a little bit more quickly. Um, we really like to start seeing patients around age seven. It's just been a fun place to be, and I've loved being part of the community.
0: Yeah, and if you want to check her out, she's also done her part on the social, and she's called The Braces Mom. and been having some fun tiktoks and um post some really great content so totally
1: check me out the braces mom on instagram
0: <laughs> and she definitely delivers a lot of positivity so um i really appreciate your time jessica thank you so much
1: thank you for having me